You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to this show. And this week is episode 268, and the backlog from hell continues to shrink as we're talking Mega Man Legends for the PS1, one of our stupid, sexy, sponsored episodes. Uh, and if by chance you don't know, maybe you're new to Remember the Game, I am a huge Mega Man fan, a mega fan, if you will, uh, if you will. But uh, I've only really played the core Mega Man series, Mega Man 1 through 11, and then I played the original Mega Man X trilogy. Uh, that's it, really. And I'd, I'd like to check out the rest of the X games, for better or worse, I know. Uh, I'd like to see what these Z- ZX0, whatever the fuck they're called, games are all about. I really want to get around to Mega Man Battle Network at some point. I know a lot of you have been asking for them. Trust me. They're on my radar. It's a time thing, but I would like to get to them. I never really felt the urge to fire up Mega Man Legends, and I don't. Uh, I don't really know why. I think it's just. I think it's because it's 3D and call me old fashioned, but I always thought games were sexier when they stayed in 2D, right? Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong. Oh, 3D Donkey Kong. Uh, I just have always liked games better in two dimensions. Maybe it's because I can't wrap my brain around having the third dimension. I don't know. But then Captain N sponsored this episode and said, quit being a bitch. You can't be afraid to try new things. Uh, So I did. I fired up Mega Man Legends. I played through the whole game. I beat it fair and square. And I'll say it's, it's pretty... 
pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not it's not what I expected at all. Like I knew it wouldn't be traditional Mega Man because it was 3D instead of 2D, but I didn't expect there was no robot masters, no stealing their weapons, no weakness charts, no level select. This was funky as fuck. Um but I did think it was incredibly charming, and aside from the controls, which uh, which we'll get to, uh, I actually liked it a lot. I gotta get around to Mega Man Legends 2 at, at, at some point now. I know a lot of you are like, just skip 1 and play 2, that's not how it works. But I will eventually get to Mega Man Legends 2. Um, I had a guest lined up for this week, but if you didn't know, my friends volunteer to come on the show. The, the contracts that we have written up are on cocktail napkins, and they still say guilty, and... Guilty is spelled wrong. Shout out to him and gets that reference. Uh, but seriously, though, my guest for this week had real life come up. It's totally cool. I know he's probably listening to this. And if you are, dude, not a big deal at all. Uh, Captain N swung by about a week ago to let me know why he wanted to sponsor this episode, why he thought Mega Man Legends was the game to go with. And then I ramble like a boob by myself about my first time seeing my precious little blue bomber in 3D and why I liked it, but the controls made me crazy and that little monkey freaked me the fuck out and we'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of freaking the fuck out it's time for another edition of the remember the game infamous intro if you're new to the podcast welcome aboard and consider this your warning our intros are kind of long but they're fun we talk video games and stuff and they are way easier to skip than mega man legends is to control like, I wanted it to be like the, the podcast is much easier to control than Mega Man Legends, but I figured if I didn't say skip, people would be like, yeah, anyways. Uh, if you do want to skip it, if you're just here for Mega Man Legends talk, go to about the 30-minute mark. You should be getting, you should be, I, almost, I pretty well always time them in right about 30 minutes, all right? Uh, I got to get my plugs out of the way. It's how I keep the bills on around here. Give me just two minutes. Uh, well, whatever. It's uh, I'm on Cameo. I know, uh, cameo.com slash Adam Blank. I have no idea how the fuck I convinced him to put me on there, but I am. If you want angry Adam to yell at you or somebody you like or somebody you hate or whatever. Uh, the rest of the plugs go as follows. We have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Rocking incredible art drawn by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. You can find our merch at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you are interested. Great way to support the show. And of course, if you're like, I don't do close, you can always support us on Patreon. There are literally hundreds of ad-free bonus podcasts waiting for you on Patreon right now. You can get them on Spotify finally. Thank fuck. It's awesome. And uh, we offer up to four additional shows every week. Monday, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Mark McHugh and I talk The Simpsons. It's a really fun show. Tuesday, The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about my comedy career, sports, TV, movie, whatever, movie, whatever. I don't know, whatever's on my brain. Uh, This past week, Oh, the one that went live yesterday on The Rambling Idiot. I actually talked about how I worry that the, the bubble for podcast advertising is going to burst. And I got pretty into the whole business of advertising on podcasts and stuff. I Maybe people thought it sucked. I thought it was a decent episode. Uh, every Friday, it's Game Patch, which uh, is my modern gaming news show. I talk about the biggest stories in gaming, new game releases, game sales, etc. And Expansion Pass drops every Thursday. And that's a different show every week. We do game rankings, franchise rankings with a pack of characters and consoles. There's some comedy episodes. There's a ton of modern game reviews over there. This past week, it was Expansion Pass 181. And now that it's October, I wanted to do something scary. So I talked about the scariest games trapped in my backlog from hell. And it's not like the, uh, I don't want to play this scary, but the, uh, the, the boo type scary and i didn't realize how many games i'm scared of are stuck in my backlog it's wild so as is becoming tradition here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of expansion pass the scariest games in our backlogs as a kid i i used to try to play it uh i actually tried to play it on my pc believe it or not all the time and it scared me so much 
that I couldn't finish it and I never went back and I've always wanted to and I promise eventually it's going to get an episode of Remember the Game and that is Maniac Mansion. And I know Maniac Mansion is probably not as scary as The Evil Within or Outlast or Resident Evil or whatever, but as a kid, that game scared the bejesus out of me. That fucking weird nephew, cousin, whatever the fuck he is, the guy in the military garb with the bald head with the hamster, that guy scares the shit out of me scares and when he comes down the stairs if you've never played it you play as like a group of like eight or ten like i think they're high school kids and they all have like their own abilities and you make a team of three and then you have to go into this house and it's like a point and click game and you have to solve a puzzle on where this missing girl is because she's in this house somewhere and there's like a a whole bunch of different ways to go through the game depending on which group of teenagers you pick because their skill sets all change one from another And that's now available in our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 182. I love Blink-182. I want to get less scary. So we're going to talk about side characters, NPCs, etc. that deserve their own game. Because I think every gamer has at least one character or two that they're like, you deserve a little bit of time in the spotlight. You deserve your own game. That's what we're going to focus on. Should be a good time. So again, subscriptions start at three bucks a month. You get new podcasts ad-free every week. Instant access to hundreds of archive bonus podcasts. Plus, you can join our... I don't know how many are in there now. I think it's like 14 or 1500 people. I don't know. There's lots. Our, our, our very big Discord, uh, however many are in there. You get a chance to vote on our Patreon poll every month. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows. You get DM with me, and you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patriots. Mr. Sandwich. I like that name. Uh, Jose Torres. I like that name. Rick Neff. Uh, I've never met a good Rick. No, I'm kidding. You're good. Well, thank you, Rick. Uh, Red Panda Penguin Warrior. Gian, I don't know if it's Gian or Gian, Yen? Yan Tolentino, Gian Tolentino. I'm sorry, I probably destroyed that name. Uh, fly with, fly your own ass to heaven. Grace Struve, hate to fill. Stoned old gamer Jack, Greg M, and Lauren Pog- Poganic. Poganic. I probably ruined that one too. Whatever. Thank you all so much for the support. And uh, if I said your name wrong, wear it as a badge of honor. All right? I do it. Yes. Anyways. uh, Thank you for the support. Patreon.com slash remember the game if you are interested. Do not forget, 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to charity. At our 24-hour stream, which will be this upcoming November... I guess this upcoming. It's going to be Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th. Uh, It's going to be a really good time. So I hope you can come by, say hi, donate some money. We have giveaways and stuff. We're going to try to raise some cash for the Stollery Children's Hospital. More details about that will be coming very soon. And uh, you can find me on Twitch, which is where the 24-hour stream will be happening. Twitch.tv slash game. If you want to come by and say hi, I'd appreciate that. All right? Uh, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. This is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow our first blower this week is Lever Trahe. I I love that name. I get that name. I understand that. Uh, Lever wrote in and said, Mr. Blank, do you think if I mention the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey relationship, the algorithm will help boost this episode and get you more downloads? You're welcome. Maybe. I got to say, listen, I I am a big Taylor Swift, a Swifty, as it were. I have never hidden that fact. I adore that woman. I'm also a big Travis Kelsey fan. Not that I like the Chiefs. I'm a Broncos fan, but, you know, we... uh. 
We understand our place in the hierarchy of things. We're, we're the Chiefs bitch right now. I get that. Uh, but Travis Kelsey was my number one pick on both my fantasy teams this year. I'm a fan of both. But I got to say, dude, I'm so sick and tired of trying to watch football and seeing, oh, hey, Travis just took a sip of the green Gatorade, and there's Taylor Swift celebrating it. Like, it was like, fuck. By the way, here's Taylor Swift eating a nacho, and the Chiefs just scored again. Like, fuck, God, fuck, fuck. Ah, choking on my own rage here. But you're right. If mentioning their names on the show... Help us get picked up in the algorithm. That's probably well done, Lever Trehe, so thank you. Uh, Professor Monkey for a head wrote in and said, As a PS5 and PS Plus owner, is buying an Xbox Series S or X worth it just for Starfield and anything Bethesda? Uh, that's tough. I'm gonna, Okay, so listen. If, if, if money is no object or if it's disposable income you can afford to throw around and you want to play Starfield, sure. But Star, I'm going to be reviewing Starfield on Expansion Pass next week because next weekend, uh, Mario Bros. Wonder and Spider-Man 2 drop, and I want to get into both. So I plan on wrapping Starfield up in the next 10 days or so. Um, it's a very hard game to recommend because I think... I mean, I'm not trying to spoil my review, but I think some people... Like, if you look at reviews online, it is all over the map. Some love everything about it. Some hate everything about it. Some like some about it. Some hate some about it. I consider myself in the middle. Like, I'm in that... It's. I'm probably in the about it's two about two thirds good one third not good I will I I definitely don't like it more than Fallout I will say that right now but I don't hate it um, is it worth buying one of those systems just for them and anything Bethesda Bethesda's not gonna be releasing anything else for a while Elder Scrolls Six is their next game and that's probably not coming out till close to the end of this generation but you are also getting assuming you sign up for Game Pass like you are also getting all the Halos and the Gears of Wars and stuff and I think if you've never played those those are worth signing up uh, that said if you're like if you're on the fence or you only really want it for one or two games um, I personally would recommend going with a Series S you can go you can't buy physical for it but Game Pass works on it and if you're only going to download one or two games there's enough space on it it works just fine I actually have both and I, I, I have my Series X here in my office, and then I go downstairs to the living room and use my Series S, and my save goes between the two. I've had no issues with Starfield on my Series S whatsoever. So uh, I, I would say if you're on the fence and you've got the extra cash, maybe gamble on a Series S because you can try out a few different games and stuff. But do I think Starfield on its own is worth buying one of those systems for? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think it does anything revolutionary or anything. So uh, I hope that helps, Professor Monkey for a head. Let me know. Let me know what you're going to do. I'm interested. Arcade, or Arcade, excuse me, Arcade and Prime said, Hey, Mr. B, is our country's universally elected representative of all things Canadian and your fondness for Crave TV that you mentioned the other week? Have you ever watched Letterkenny? And if so, how do you like it? The show is based in my hometown, so it feels very familiar to me, but I'm curious if it hits the same for a native Albertan. Uh, you know what? I it's I know some of you are gonna be like, what? I've never watched Letterkenny. Before you yell at me, I don't watch a lot of TV. I, I love Trailer Park Boys. I don't like Shit's Creek. Uh, I've only watched a few episodes of Corner Gas, and I consider myself indifferent. So just because I'm trying to think of like big Canadian shows, um, Letterkenny looks cool, and I know Squirrely Dan not super well, but I have done comedy with Kate Trevor Wilson a couple times, and he's like a the sweetest man in the world, so eventually I would like to check the show out, but I, I've never watched it, so uh, yeah, I, I get asked about Letterkenny quite a bit sorry everybody, I don't I don't know Letterkenny uh, Phoenix Wrong said, Mr. Blank, I got a question, has there ever been a game that has made you cry or tear up? What, which game, if any, did it and why? I'm not a big crier, but the ending of Mother 3 gets me every fucking time, damn that awesome game uh, has a game ever made me cry? Mario's Missing made me cry when I was a kid because I got ripped off so bad. Um, 
Big the cat. Big, no, <laughs> now I'm just gonna talk about shit I hate. Honestly, no, I'm not a big crier. Uh, so I've 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 gotten choked up at a few things. I've never actually full blown cried at a game. I know some of you that write in and suggest the games that have made us cry for expansion pass. The reason that's probably never gonna get an episode is because I've never cried at a game. So I don't really don't know like what I could do with that episode, but. And I'm trying to keep this as vague as humanly possible because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. A game I played this year that I really liked uh, got me as close as I have been in a long time playing a game. Like I had that lump in my throat. And it was just like, oh, God. And Shaylee came in and I was like, close the door. I can't say what it is because if I do, everybody will know what happened. But if you listen to my shows regularly, you might have a good idea. Feel free to... Uh... Okay, skip. I'm not going to say what about it made me cry. Skip 15 seconds if you don't want to know. It was a game I played this year. It came out this year, okay? Skip 15 seconds from right now. Uh, it was Sea of Stars. And I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to say anything about why. I'm just saying it was fucking sad. All right? But no, other than that, I don't think a game has ever made me cry. Phoenix wrong. Okay? All right. Okay, we're back. Oh, Resident Evil 6 almost made me cry because it was so bad too. Okay. Thank you uh, for writing in Phoenix. Matt B said, "Hey Adam, with hockey just around the corner, who you got winning the cup? I'm an Islanders fan, and I don't see much from them at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Boston over Edmonton. Keep up the great work, man. I love all the shows. Thank you, Matt B. Yeah, I've been asked this quite a bit. Who do you think is gonna win the cup this year? Hockey kicks off. Uh, I think puck drops. I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow night. Actually, um, I've honestly kind of like I have kind of lost track of hockey the last couple of years because I'm a Montreal fan, and they're so bad that it's been oh god." But um, who do I have winning the cup? Truth be told, it really legit scares me. Uh, Edmonton does scare me. And I don't like Edmonton. I'm from here. But before you call me a homer, like I don't like the Oilers at all. But I think if they if they can figure out a way to keep the puck out of their net and McDavid and Dreisaitl stay healthy, look the fuck out. Uh, if I had to put money on a team to win the cup right now, Boy, it might be Edmonton because the odds would be good. I mean, I think Vegas has a shot at repeating. I think Carolina looks fucking great. The Leafs, I fucking hate the Leafs, but maybe. I don't want that. God, I don't want that to happen. Okay, just because I have to pick, uh, I'm going to say... Fuck, I don't want to pick Edmonton or Toronto. Uh... Fuck. All right. You know what? Just, okay. Just so everybody can call back to this in like six months and be like, he said it or eight months or whatever. Oh God. Pittsburgh. Just because it's not a safe pick. I know. I know it's not a safe pick, but they got Carlson and Crosby Malkin got to be getting ready for one last kick at the can. Uh, there's no reason they bring in Eric Carlson at this point, unless they think they have a shot at one more cup. So I'm going to, I'm going to save Pittsburgh. But if I had to put money on a team, it'd probably be on Edmonton. I just don't want to will that into existence because I don't want that to happen. So there you go. Hero Jones wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, with the new Netflix show coming next month, I wonder if you've ever read the Scott Pilgrim books or seen the movie. And if so, are you excited for the series? Uh, I have not. The only thing I've ever done with Scott Pilgrim was play Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That was a gift from my friends at DNA Gaming, and it was awesome. I actually really, it's a great fucking beat em up. But that is literally all I know of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Or of Scott Pilgrim, I mean, is that is that one video game. Really good beat-em-up. That's all I know of it. So, uh, no. I know nothing. 
Uh, finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Johnny Baboon said, hey, boss, so I recently listened to your episode on Def Jam Fight for New York. I started hunting for a copy, found one without a case or a booklet for 125 bucks just for the disc. Fuck me. Uh, Johnny says, I tell you what, I fucking love it. It still holds up today. My question is, should I have just downloaded it from a hack? I didn't buy it from a big chain store, local business with some awesome guys, but am I part of the problem of why they will charge extremely high prices for older games? Uh, no, nah, you're good, Johnny. I Listen, my stance on emulation, and I've said this a billion times, so if you've heard it, I'm sorry, has always been if the rights holder to the game isn't selling it, and my only choice is to go to a flea market or a used game store and pay a crazy price like that, or uh, ROM it, or like emulate it, I'm emulating the fuck out of it. I don't care. For the record, in case anyone's wondering, Mega Man Legends almost falls in that category because it's not very available, but it is still on the PSN, on the PS3, that's where I bought it. I bought it for $5. And that's where I played it. I did not emulate it. I played it on my PS3. But I have no problem with that. Def Jam Fight for New York is the exact same. Because I think that's a great game. And I believe you when you say it held up. Because it had that No Mercy engine. I'm No question. I'm sure it held up. But 125 bucks just for the disc. Fuck me. Fuck me. So I would have no problem with emulating that. That said, you said yourself you bought it from a local business from some awesome guys. I don't think you're part of the problem. I think they're charging what people will pay. And I, don't have a, I really don't have a problem with that. I know we can all be upset that it costs 125 bucks to get your hands on Def Jam Fight for New York. I don't disagree with that. But if that's the going rate and people are paying it and you like that small business, I'm always down with supporting small business. So I, I don't have a problem with that uh, at all. Uh, but if you want to emulate stuff like that, that doesn't bother me either. In case anyone's wondering how I make my decisions, it really just comes down to how much do I think I want to own the game. Like, if it's a game that I can't get my hands on anywhere else, but I genuinely would like to buy a copy of it and own it, I'll plunk down some money, and I'll buy a copy from a... There's a, there's a, a used game store in Calgary I really like called Game Trader, I think is what it's called. And there's one here in Edmonton, uh, Final Boss on 97th Street. And they're the ones I go to. They have a really great selection. Prices are hit and miss, but they have a great selection. Those are the little, like, mom-and-pop, independently-owned retro game stores that I go to and support. But yeah, if it's like... Ah, fuck. If it's like two, three hundred dollars and, and, and I'm not that interested in owning it, I'm like, fuck you, I'm emulating. No problem with that. Good for you, Johnny, for supporting local business. Plus, you could probably flip it for what you paid for it if you decide you don't want it anymore. So, and good for, fuck, I love Def Jam. Okay, we, we need more of those games. Okay, I gotta move on. We gotta get moving. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, everybody that wrote in this week, as always. Let's switch things up and get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. <laughs> And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers. There is a right one. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. This week we're talking about a PS1 game that I really want to see a remake of with Mega Man Legends. So I went with three other PS1 games that I think really need a remake. And those are Parasite Eve, Dino Crisis, and The Legend of Dragoon. And 32% said play Parasite Eve, remake Dino Crisis, erase The Legend of Dragoon. Let's see what a few of you had to say here, then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Mopey36 said, I've never seen a play one, remake one, erase one poll that had a clear winner, but the other five options were all so close together. Yeah, it's crazy. 32% voted for the, the play Parasite, remake Dino Crisis, erase Legend of Dragoon. Everything else was like 10 to 15%. It was a really tight poll. Uh, Mopey36 says, uh, I will play Dino Crisis. It was one of the first games I played on the PlayStation, so nostalgia 
hits hard. I will remake Parasite Eve. I'd love to see some RPGs be set in more modern times and erase the Legend of Dragoon because heh, ha, yeah, flurry of sticks. Yeah, I, I played the le- I've played all three of these for the first time for this podcast. And you can go back and listen. I think the Legend of Dragoon was a really cool concept, but my god, that game is a slog. Fuck me. Ah, I really genuinely want to see all three of them remade. Uh, Clyde Mickle said, Everyone saying Erase the Legend of Dragoon breaks my heart. One should play Parasite Eve because it's rad. Remake Legend of Dragoon because it was solid as it was, but it could use a revamp. And Erase Dino Crisis. Capcom doesn't show it love, and neither should we. I was ready to go on, I go out, go off on you for erasing Dino Crisis, but I think saying Capcom doesn't show it love, so why should we is a fair point. Because you're right, Capcom ignores that game and it hurts my heart. So fair enough. Point, point to Clyde. Uh, El Wapo Riv said, play Dino Crisis. This game is so much fun, just like the Resident Evil games but with dinosaurs. Remake Parasite Eve because it's one of my favorite games of all time and I think it'd be a dream come true to play with modern graphics and a play style. Uh, and then Erase the Legend of Dragoon. Nothing against this one. I actually like it a lot, but against the other two, one has to go. So goodbye, sucker. Uh, yeah, it's... I struggled with my Erase this week because I genuinely don't really want to erase any of them. I want to make all three modern and better. I really do, so I understand that. Uh, and Greg M said, I'd play Dino Crisis because I never finished it and I enjoyed what I played. I'd remake The Legend of Dragoon because it's been on top of my, or it's been on the top of my two playlists for a long time, but I haven't gotten around to it. A remake would give me an excuse. And erase Parasite Eve because I've never played it and I don't know anything about it. And that's that's fair too. I think Parasite Eve is the oddest of the three. Like Legend of Dragoon is a classic RPG. Dino Crisis is Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Parasite Eve is fucking all the leftovers in the PlayStation or the, the Capcom fridge. No, Square Enix, right? Parasite he made with Square Enix. Square Soft, whatever. It's all the leftovers thrown into a pot and made into a game. Uh, I'm actually going with the 32% majority this week, as did my arch nemesis, Soda Popinski, who said, play Parasite Eve. I've never heard of the game, so I mind giving it a try and getting pissed off. Remake Dino Crisis. I had it as a kid, and a remake like they did with the Resident Evil games would be incredible. Uh, and then Erase the Legend of Dragoon. I never fully played it. Now wait before you judge me. I played the demo at Walmart. The fighting was cool, but it wasn't keeping me entertained like the other games and demos did. Hey, I'm not judging. I didn't play it till like six months ago, so no judgment here. Uh, yeah, I'm going the same order. And this was tough. I'm going to play Parasite Eve because I do think it needs a remake, but I found it more fun to play today than I did uh, The Legend of Dragoon. So I'm going to play Parasite Eve. I'm going to remake Dino Crisis because I think it's the most playable today of these three and I think it's the one that would make the best remake. So I'm going with the one that I think would make the best remake. Dude, Resident Evil 2 remake as Dino Crisis would be fucking sex. Ah! And I'm going to race The Legend of Dragoon. I really would like to remake it, but there's too many RPGs already. I can live with one less gone. So good enough. Fuck you. Uh, Plus, I can't beat it. It pisses me off, but... Mostly because I have to erase one. I have to lead by example and play by the rules. Thank you, everybody that wrote in, as always. Uh, I'm going to get to what I've been playing over the last week, and we're going to talk Mega Man Legends in two seconds. I really need to drink water. So let's take a quick break and see if I suckered somebody into uh, sponsoring this episode and uh, looking out for us. We'll be right back after this. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but 
kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, what have I been playing over the last week? It was Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada land. So I actually didn't get to play too much over the last week, but I, I've been playing Devil May Cry quite a bit. That's hopefully going to be next week's episode if I can get it done in time and uh, we can get the episode recorded this weekend. I know a lot of you are excited about it. Dude, the first few hours I played of the original Devil May Cry, I fucking despised it. I despised it. The longer I've played, the more I've come around. I still don't know if I'd go as far as to say I like it, but I'm not going to completely rip it a new ass like I would have a week ago. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Probably going to be next week's episode. Uh, I'm still playing Starfield. You just heard my thoughts on that. I'll have a lot more to say about it on next week's expansion pass when I'll review it. And uh, F-099 when I have time to kill. But I haven't been playing as much of it lately. I just haven't had time. Let's talk Mega Man Legends. That's why you kids are here. As always, I like to let my listeners, my Patreons, sound off before my guests and I hog the microphone. So let's see what a few of you had to say. Rick Neff said, I remember playing this game when I was a teenager. I thought it was pretty sick for its time. I haven't touched it since then. I never owned it, but I'd give it another go. I'm looking forward to the podcast. Thank you, Rick. One of the big problems with this game is that it's so hard to give another go because it's really only available on uh, the PSN on the PS3 or emulating it's really frustrating it's not available anywhere how they haven't re-released it with new controls fucked if I know drives me crazy Josh Cross said this was the first PlayStation game that I beat my grandma got it for me for Christmas I've played through it more times than I can count still holding out how still holding out hope for Legends 3 yeah how the fuck like I know there's a big story to it but like where the fuck is Legends 3 now that I've played one I can't wait to play two and I'm sure when I'm done too i'll be like where in the fuck is three drives me nuts so frito bandito said i love this game plain and simple the controls aren't great now but back in the day i just adapted mega man Voltnut is still my favorite mega man the cast of characters are great the town is fun and i'm sad we never got a part three in this series the controls are interesting because i know people are going to write in and be like that was just a product of the times get used to it i i respectfully semi disagree because i and i get into this on the show in a couple minutes but i grew up in this era too i played games with these controls i don't know if i've ever played a game with these controls that made me as irritated as this one did and i liked everything well not everything but i liked a lot of other things about it but these controls are just they're wonkier than my eye man 
E-Man Trucker said, uh, the Bonds are so funny. I love Teasel's maniacal laugh. They tried their best, but that little blue boy, Hippopotamus or whatever his name was, just kept getting in the way. Grinded for I don't know how many days after school, saving up 999,990 zenny to max out the shining laser just to get 10 minutes of use out of it. I discovered the Game Shark not too long after all that grinding. That makes me feel old that you're like, oh, I was grinding every day after school. And I was like, I don't know. I guess I was still in school when this one came out. 1998, I would have been like... 15 yeah all right i was still in school too fair enough i mean you still make me feel old but fair enough and sean holder said this game was a huge part of my childhood that makes me feel old i've played and still own all three games in the series with the impact this series had on capcom for some time the serve bots were glorified mascots for a while and made cameos in tons of capcom properties it's a shame they haven't done more with this ip we need an hd remake oh my god i agree i don't even care if it's hd i just want modern controls and if you want to clean it up that's great for love of fuck clean up these goddamn controls let's get into it i'm ready to rant you're ready to listen i hope captain n swings by to explain why he likes this game so much and then i'm gonna ramble i'm gonna cue up some music and when it stops we're talking mega man legends which originally released on the ps1 on september 10th 1998 it's 25 oh my god enjoy the podcast everybody let's go Alright, so as I'm sure I mentioned during the infamous intro, this is another one of our stupid, sexy, sponsored episodes. The list is getting a little smaller. I mean, every time I do one of these, which is stating the obvious, but whatever. Uh, Joining me via the blank phone this week is the stupid, sexy sponsor of Mega Man Legends. You all know him. Some of you like him. It is Captain N. Captain N, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. Uh, Glad you like this game compared to the last one I suggested. Fuck. For anyone that doesn't know, the last one was Dark Cloud, which admittedly was a last minute replacement for... Brave Fencer Musashi. Right, Brave Fencer Musashi. And Dark Cloud irritated me. Irritated me. This game, buddy, I... I like this game. Before anyone gets upset, I like your game, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to put it out there, and then I want to know why you like this game so much, but I got to say maybe the single most frustrating controls I've ever used in my life. Unbelievable. And controls don't don't stand the test of time for sure. Good God. And I don't want to hear from people like, that's just what it was like in the PS1 era. I played PS1 games in the PS1 era. I understand that. But to try to play a game as action-based as this with these fucking controls? Holy Christ. Well, did you? I assume, so did you play this back when it came out? Yeah, about a year or two after it came out, I picked up a copy and, you know, these were the controls of the time. So it was easier to get wrapped my head around. Right. But, uh, it's it, it's just not good for action games because it doesn't let you turn the camera and run at the same time. And that and like it's that that's what it is. It's just that fucking camera. If you've never played it, you turn the camera with L1 and R1. And I and I get what they had to do because they didn't have analog. Like I get it. It's just it's 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 shit fuck me man and and like i know there's auto aim and i know that helps but it's when you're either surrounded by enemies or you're fighting a quick moving boss or something uh it can be so easy to lose track of them and then you're holding l1 and r1 and that camera turns so fucking slow and while it's spinning you're just standing there with your mega pants down like waiting to just get pounded fuck yeah you you can switch the controls to use the digital pad to turn the camera but then it's the same problem you know you're running forward and all of a sudden you're turning on the spot and then you have to run forward again and yeah it's just it's not good like they did the same type of controls in siphon filter but 
that one was able to turn the camera and run at the same time. So I don't know why Mega Man could do that. Well, and just, it works better. Like you and I were talking about it off air that like, you know, Resident Evil and stuff had the weird funky controls too, but like a slow paced game works so much better with this than something quick and, and energetic. Yeah. That said, like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. Like I didn't like the camera in Mario 64. I don't like the camera. Maybe I'm just anti early 3d cameras period. Right, that but this one true. fucky. Yeah. Um, so you said you had this roughly right after it came out. So let me start with like, because I want to know like why you picked it and if you like it. But let me ask you off the gate, off the off the top. Like I'm a I'm a Mega Man ride or die fan. I never even considered playing this because I wasn't interested in the the way it looked and stuff. I was like, I like my 2D Mega Man better. Why why did you even pick this up? Uh, just because I was a Mega Man fan and 3D seemed to be the way of the future. And like as much as I hate Mario 64, it was a fun game for what it was. Yeah, so a 3D Mega Man just seemed like the next step in the Mega Man evolution. And, you know, I figured why the hell not? So I gave it a shot and I loved it. Now, okay, so then let's go to that then. First of all, uh, what do you like better? Do you like, and, and I'm not going to, because everyone knows I like 2D Mega Man better, but I'm not going to dunk on you if you do. Do you like this better than like a, a traditional, like a Mega Man 5 or something? Like a 2D Mega Man? Well, if you compare it to something like Mega Man X, I mean, that's going to win 100% of the time, but. Sure. I, I honestly wanted to see them take this and evolve it kind of in a different direction of Mega Man because really it's using Mega Man in spirit. It's not the same Mega Man from, you know, the Mega Man or Mega Man X games. Yeah. And that was surprised. I didn't like I knew it was 3D going in. Like I've seen the box art and I've seen the pictures of it and stuff, but I, I didn't expect it to. It was almost like playing like a, a Saturday morning cartoon in a way. It was like, it's very charming, charming game. It's uh, it's also a game that had really good voice acting, except for that one thing that we talked about from a mutual friend of ours. Yes. Uh, which I'll let you get into. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it has a fun story. I mean, honestly, I really enjoyed the story of this. And like you said, it plays like a Saturday morning cartoon. So it's really, it's just interesting altogether. And then one thing I've always noticed about this game, in the era of PlayStation 1, load times were atrocious. This game actually has really fast load times. Yeah, it does. It does. And and I and you're also right that the voice acting, like the PS1 is notorious for just the worst voice acting, and I'm all about it. I love bad voice acting. But the voice acting in this is actually surprisingly good. And no load times. It's everything dude, without the control fuckery, like this is a great game. Yeah, if they could game. update those controls, I mean it'd be almost a perfect evolution into the 3D Mega Man. Totally. I was saying it to you off air, like, I don't know if I've ever played a game that I want to see a remaster of more than this one. And I know some people are sick of remasters and stuff, but like, I, fuck me. If there's ever been a game that needs a remaster with like dual analog support and stuff, it is fucking Mega Man Legends. Oh, my yeah. God. And if they remastered this, I'd just be throwing my wallet right at the PlayStation. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get what we want. We get, you know, we, 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 we know. Everybody knows. Yeah, if only um, we knew somebody with the power to will things into existence. <laughs> <laughs> My list is getting long. I'm focused on a new Wario game now after last week's Remember the Game. Then I'll Maybe focus that's on the uh, sponsored episode should go as uh, Adam Will stuff into game for money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sponsored episode. And yeah, I don't even do anything. I'll just, I'll just pretend <laughs> we're a fucking game into existence. Um, okay. So, like we said, you, you, you picked this one up back then just because you were a, a Mega Man fan. Um, and you you brought it up. It is a whole different, like this game's got more of a story than practically any Mega Man game I've ever fucking played. Yeah, like, and, you know, it's call a spade a spade. I love two D Mega Man, but the story's nothing to write home about. No, it's uh, 
that's what's kind of nice about it is it, it's a role-playing game action role-playing game where Mega Man's are just you know platform games and i can't really think of any platform game that does stories like i'm not saying they do them bad but they don't do them as well as rpgs which are story centric so yeah. having this you can really get into the lore of everything and you can really engross yourself in the world instead of just here's a little cut scene with the story go kill boss here's a cut scene with the story go kill boss like Mega Man 2D normally is. Yeah. And I'll ask you okay so I want to ask you this uh when I started playing it I I still assumed there were robot masters. Like I I I knew nothing of it going I went in totally blind and I I still figured I'd be going into different layers fighting robot masters and then taking their weapons you know Mega Man 101 and uh, and that's not the case you like find garbage and give it to, give it to roll and she turns it into weapons for you um did did the lack of robot masters bother you at all um being a big RPG fan not really I I mean I I was the same way when I first played the game I was I was looking for the robot masters but uh, the story holds up well enough on its own that you don't really miss them playing this game. Yeah, and it's weird because I don't know about you, but like for me, in 2D Mega Man, the robot masters are my favorite part. Yeah, and, and that that's where the dif- differentiation is between the games is this, like that 2D Mega Man is pretty much required for the robot masters. Yeah. So with a lack of story, whereas this game is a lot of story with a lack of robot masters, that that's what differentiates them enough to me to make it like a, a good evolution of the series to go in a different direction. Kind of like Mario 2D versus Mario 3D. Sure. But I, yeah, I mean, like, and that was initially what I thought, too. But I, but at the same time, it's not just it's not just the transition to 3D. They basically threw the book out like the only thing this thing has in common with classic Mega Man is the main character's name is Mega Man and he's a blue robot and he's got a sister who I don't even think is his sister in this one named Roll. Um, and then a certain Wily makes an appearance, which I'll get it. I, I thought that was awesome. I don't know if you caught that or not. I think I might've missed that one. He's the, he, he owns the boat shop. Oh man. It's like Wily's boats and it's clearly him, but he's not evil at all. And I was like, that's fucking, this is this whole game felt like a weird dream. <laughs> where i was like this is mega man but this isn't mega man what the fuck well, when you get uh, the secret ending it's mario waking up again having another super mario brothers 2 dream only about yeah, mega man. <laughs> yeah exactly um okay so let me i, I want to know more about your your experiences with this game did you beat it when you were uh, a lad um yeah i beat it when i was a kid and there's that ultimate weapon you can get and i, I I can't remember what it is, but it takes a lot of effort to get that weapon. So I kind of became low key obsessed with this because, you know, I could only afford one game every six months. Sure. So uh, I played the game. I had the player's guide. So I went through everything I could do in this game and finished it all. And then, of course, lost that memory card. Of course. But uh, when you really dive into this game, there's a lot to do. Bro, I was shocked. Like I, so I'm at the final boss right now. You and I were just talking about it off air. I, um, I have literally been losing to the final boss of this game for two days and I'm so fuck. I can get it down to like half a dozen more hits and I'd have it. I fucking die every time. Molly won't come near me right now. I'm so mad <laughs> at the final boss. But, uh, I, so I started like, I'm not going to go back and like, find Like I'm not leaving the final base to power up or anything, but I'm, I didn't find the helmet. Uh, I, I only have like four special weapons and I thought I was fairly thorough. There's a, there is a shocking amount of content in this game. Yeah. And it's just uh, talking and exploring and going around and building and all that kind of stuff. One thing I learned uh, recently is there's a morality system built into this game. 
the more crappy things you do around town, the darker your uh, character becomes. Shut up. No, I'm not kidding. Like, you can uh, do nice deeds and it turns back to the normal blue, but you can actually change Mega Man into Dark Mega Man. Doesn't affect anything, but, you know, kind of a neat oh, little man. Easter egg. Wow, I didn't know that. Man, what a... Jesus, I'm, I'm, I want to read more about this game now. Like, I... Listen, I understand they had to flip the script and get away from 2D Mega Man, but I'm shocked that they... They could have just made a 2D Mega Man in 3D, that which is which is I do think to an extent what they did with Mario when they made him into 3D. Yeah, but it's like true. with or Sonic or insert your favorite whatever here. But like this one, they just were like, let's just throw it all out and start from scratch. It's fucking wild. Um, and, and I mean, why not? I mean, it's a great way to take a character because this is a like I said, it's a different Mega Man. He's Mega Man Volnut or something like that. Like yeah, he actually has a last yeah. name and. You know, he's a different personality. And at some point, I don't even think he's really a robot. I think he's like half man, half machine. Yeah, which, I mean, which is kind of like, I mean, like Mega Man was a robot, but he was like a robot with a conscience. Wait, wait, with, anyways, we're, we're talking legend. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he was um, ChatGPT. So did you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll ask you this, because I only got four or five special weapons. Uh, did you have a favorite? Because because that was one thing I found odd is that you couldn't switch them on the fly. Like you had to go into a dungeon with one weapon. Um, so, I can't really think of any of the weapons off the top of my hand that uh, I would say was my favorite. But I mean, there was like an arm cannon, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, that's the one I've been using. It's like a it's fucking it's like it's like weapon on his right arm is like as big as he is now. And it shoots like homing missiles. That's the one I've been using. Yeah, and it's I think powerful. that was the one I went with, the homing missiles. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Because the other ones are neat, but like dropping mines right in front of you, I, I, I probably ran into more of those mines than the fucking goddamn computer did. So, <laughs> fuck me. Um, what do you think of the villains? Uh, the villains are fun. Like, I like the uh, the Tronbon gang there, the pirates. Yeah. Uh, they're just fun. The blatant ripoff of Lego characters. Uh I mean, it's just like a little bit of comedy with within the story there. And of course, you know, they're kind of bit, uh, bumbling a little bit of throughout the game. Yeah. But Tronbon herself is actually like a really good uh, character. And I'm not surprised he made a game with her, you know, with her name. Yeah, no, she's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of her, too. She's uh, I thought she was the star of the show, like because there is that. Um, what's his name? Te- Teasel, I think um, the, the green guy, the guy in all green like her boss or dad, or I don't know what the fuck his relationship is to her. I'm but, not good with names. Yeah. Like the, the leader guy with like the spiky gray hair. Uh, I thought he was funny, but I thought Tron was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Tron, she, like she's my favorite character in the game. If I had to pick one. Totally. Yeah. And then you mentioned it, those little dude, I've seen those little Lego guys so many times that I had no idea that they were from this game until I fired it up and saw them walking across the screen like to kick yeah, off the game they they remind me of the um what are those little yellow guys with one eye that are everywhere now the minions oh yeah the minions. Oh, fuck the minions. well hey well yeah <laughs> they're, pretty annoying. they're pretty annoying but these little shits are pretty funny like the way they fall out of robots when you destroy them and run off scared and stuff they're they're charming as fuck yeah they and i was reading up on them and uh capcom basically said they were stolen from lego and what was supposed to happen is uh they weren't supposed to be inside the vehicles. Their heads were supposed to pop off and actually go on top of the vehicle that they or whatever they would turn into. 
that in the current game they fall out of so like the tanks there would be a tank with one of these guys head on it oh and that's they, awesome uh, yeah they changed it at the last minute yeah lego's got deep pockets i don't think i'd want to pick up i mean so does capcom i suppose yeah and this was the height of capcom too i mean they're uh, riding that resident evil street fighter mega man money man i don't mean to change the topic but like we were talking about this on game patch last week um because Capcom said if Xbox tried to buy them, they would say no. Is there, I know that there's like, there are, you know, there's take two. It's like Capcom is up there. It's like one of the best third-party studios, maybe in the history of gaming. Like I think they're riding high in some fuck you money right now. So yeah, but I mean, the rules, like right? Like you have Mega Man, you have Street Fighter, you have Resident Evil, you have Devil May Cry, you have Monster Hunter. Like they're fucking rolling. Yeah, and it and sucks. Like, like Mega Man's arguably like the smallest of all those franchises, which God is a it. shame. I always, I always feel like Capcom kind of did Mega Man dirty over the last years, releasing just another side scroller once every couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm good with those because I, I got listen. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that if they didn't start, if they started annualizing Mega Man 2D side scrollers, like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I wouldn't buy them every year. Because of course I fucking would. Of course I would. But I, I like the way that they've spun them off. And it just, it's just sad that they aren't like Battle Network. I know they just got the collection re-released, but they haven't made a new one of those in forever. Uh, this franchise is dead, as far as yeah. I can tell. Mega Man Legends 3 was completely killed. Yeah, which apparently, I haven't played it, but apparently 2 sets up 3 really well, and then 3 never happened. Which is one of my favorite things about you know pop culture, is when you have a cliffhanger and they just dump the project. Yeah. Right? And it's too bad because I wish they'd make more of these now or even just re-release these somewhere. Like re-release these, them, make a new one that uh, uses proper controls. I mean, can you imagine today's control scheme on a 3D Mega Man game? Oh, Maybe even go back to throwing in the robot bosses. It'd be like just absolutely insane. Yeah, I I will say, dude, I controls aside, I 180'd on this game because coming into it, I was like, I'm going to play it because it's Mega Man and I'm, you know, I like Mega Man, but I was, you know, I, I prefer my 2D and I was like, I can't imagine I'm going to like this game very much. And despite the, the infuriating fucking controls, <laughs> uh, I really, really liked it. And I was like, give me more of these. Like, give, give me this with modern controls. It was like, dude, have you played the Metroid Prime remaster, remake, whatever? No, I haven't Switch? yet. I haven't either, but I just played the GameCube one and it was dope. And everyone's like, dude, the Switch one's so much better because the controls are, are cleaned up. And I was like, I can't even fathom what this game will be like, which just a camera on an analog is all I need. Yeah. Be sick. And, uh, what was I going to say here? Think about this game. If you took Mega Man out of it, it's still a fun game, but I think Mega Man was just kind of there for the name recognition. Cause like you said, what in this game really screams Mega Man besides Mega Man and roll. Yeah, I agree with. I, I was even thinking that. Well, I was. I was like, I could swear. I would. I. You would not surprise me if I found out this was a different game, and they were like three quarters of the way done, and then they were like, "Fuck this! No one's gonna buy this unless we like. What do we? What do we do to make people look at it?" And they're like, "Let's put Mega Man on it." Like, I would believe you. I'm not saying that's what they did, but I would believe you. Yeah, because like, there's complete sense. There's no robot masters. There's no rush. There's no Doctor Light. Wiley runs a boat shop there's eddie's not there like there is nothing it's fucking yeah. weird oh this game could have used rush sure everybody could use rush that or a hook shot every game's better with a hook oh, shot. god it needs a hook shot <laughs> i will say though dude once you get your hands on the better jump ah oh, night and day that jump oh, yeah, is a godsend. 
Yeah. Fucking huge game changer. Um, and then the, like, I didn't, I didn't realize I could buy stuff from the junk shop for a little while either. So then when I did, I was like, oh my God. And I stocked the fuck up. It was, oh, it, what it took me over an hour to figure out how to save the game. Then Ugh. we were talking about it and, uh, I told you I didn't have a memory card set up on my PS3. So I just dumped the game and said, screw it. Yeah. Well, cause every time you want to save too, you got to deal with that stupid little monkey. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Stupid monkeys. Dance, yeah, stupid monkeys. <laughs> Shout out to anyone that knows. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on before we get ready to wrap up here was just, did you, uh, if I have a, a criticism outside of the controls, the, the music is charming, but they clearly couldn't afford more than 10 seconds. Yeah, repetitive. But oh I mean, my God. With the amount of voice acting they shoved onto that CD, I'm not surprised that the music was just repetitive. Oh, that's a good point. They probably didn't have room for everything. That's a good oh, point. Yeah. Yeah. And I did find too, like, cause I was playing and at one point I wanted to listen to music cause I was like, I don't need to listen to this over and over again. But when you fight the bosses, uh, being able to hear, like they give you a lot of verbal cues on what they're going to do, which is great. Cause you sure as fuck can't see them with that fucking camera. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, uh, another thing about this game, it was one of the first games to use kind of voiceover to tell story. So when you're running around the dungeons and you get the call from Roll there and she just goes on and explains something to you that doesn't affect what you're doing, that it's one of the first games to ever do that. Yeah, you're right. I liked that too. Yeah, I and never, now it's used yeah. all the time. Yeah, and, the, and and like you said it already, but the voice acting surprisingly, surprisingly adequate for a PS1 game. Yeah, Back and when the facial the expressions acting. as well. I mean, this came out the same year Final Fantasy VII did. And or Resident Evil, and those games don't have, you know, moving moving mouths and, you know, eye movements and stuff like that. Those games are just completely, you know, lifeless characters, but this game actually had expression in the characters. Yeah, agreed. And, like, I always use that stupid analogy of, like, game development is like a pie, and you have to decide how much of the pie goes into each thing. And I will say that, like, the, the, the grand scope and size of Mega Man Legends isn't exactly final fantasy seven or no. resident evil or you know so they 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 made some you know it feels open world but you can't leave that little path in the grass and shit like that but but you are right though it, it does like even even there's times where Mega Man is like reading big words to roll and he's like struggling to pronounce the big words which i can i can relate with um <laughs> i thought that was very charming like i don't know if that was on purpose or not but i i really charming charming is the word charming but with bad controls is the best yeah, way. Yeah, and that's where, you know, they saved a lot of that pie is by 0.1% into the controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> literally like a crumb of the crust was like, that's good enough. That'll work. Fuck <laughs> me. Um, dude, is there anything we forgot to mention? I'm just curious, actually, before we wrap this up, why'd you pick this? Um, It's just a game that, like, I was going through a list of games there because when I went to sponsor something, I, I was just kind of wondering what would you probably like? And then I kind of uh, rolled across this game and I, I started having like that nostalgic uh, memory of it, of liking and being happy with it. Yeah. So Nostal I, I figured, you know, you like Mega Man as well. So I, I thought maybe you'd like 3D Mega Man. Well done. Because truth be told, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like I'm, I might have picked this up eventually without you uh, kicking me in the butt, but it, I wouldn't have been in any hurry because I, I still haven't played like the Mega Man... I haven't played X past three. I haven't, and I know most of them suck, but whatever. I haven't played the ZX games. I haven't played Battle Networks. Like I, there's a lot of Mega Man I haven't played, and I was none of them. I was there was it wasn't one I was less interested in than Legends, just because of the 3D thing. And I was like, ah, 3D. Ah. 
But I, yeah, I'm and, I'm shocked. I, I'm much better than I anticipated. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's back when I I feel like video games still had a little bit of heart and soul in them. Not like uh, yeah, these days where it feels almost like they're just trying to repump out everything again. And I will say, yeah, this game definitely has it has heart. I'll give it that. You may not be able to find the heart because the controls won't let you. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's somewhere fucking, in the camera behind you. Yeah, or in a garbage can, and you have to go search <laughs> through, or, or fucking, and you got to search through the garbage cans while I'm trying to avoid getting run down by the cop cars. Which uh, the first time I got hit by a car in town, I was like, "What the fuck? That happened? What the fuck is this?" But, anyways, <laughs> um, all right, buddy. Well, we got to score this thing. Um, and so <laughs> I couldn't come up with a funny scale for it, but I will say. Uh, oh, quickly, sorry. I just wanted to ask you, did you ever play Mega Man 64? I believe that's just the 64 port of this. Yeah, it's a 64 version, and apparently the controls are worse, so. Worse? From what I've heard. Well, I'd believe that with that fucking controller, but I was just <laughs> curious, yeah. Um, so if you can't think of a funny way to to, to rank it, then uh, my plan was like, I have I have probably died on this final boss 18 times right now. I'm not even kidding. I've been on this boss for two days. Yeah, 18 works for me. Yeah, fuck me. I'm going to beat it too. Fuck, I'm going to fucking... By the time this episode is live, I'll have beaten it or I will have smashed my PS3 controller. One of those two things will have happened, I promise. Why not um, both? Why not? Perhaps both. <laughs> uh, I, I'll get to my score uh, in another uh, 45 minutes or so. But Captain N, I want to know, out of what do we say, 18? Yeah, out of 18. Uh, out of 18 times that I've died on this final boss, what would you give the original Mega Man Legends for the uh, PS1? I'd probably give it a good 15 out of 18. It's the controls that really kind of make it unplayable th these days, but everything else in the game I love. Yeah, I was going to is there anything other than the controls that you don't like? The repetitive music, but like I said uh, earlier, it's probably because they shoved so much voice acting in there, they only had a little bit of room left to put music in. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a, no, I just find this game straight up fun, and like you said earlier, if they remap the controls to have dual analog and like control the camera with the right stick this game would be pretty much an 18 out of 18 for me yeah i don't i'm not going to disagree with that like like I, I genuinely feel like a remastered version of this would would knock on the door of a perfect score for me yeah if they cleaned it up properly but anyway um well good shit man listen thank you so much uh for for your support thank you for your patience because i know this took me a long fucking time yeah no uh problem. thank you for your help around the community and uh, police in the discord and power tripping in there and uh oh, most my power trips <laughs> and most importantly thank you for getting me to play this because i don't think i would have otherwise and this is one of those ones that like it's not right that it took me that long to play this one uh, if and i played this back in the day i would have loved it i'm kind of happy like after the whole dark cloud fiasco i was actually kind of worried that you'd end up hating this game as well and like it's it never my was never my goal to get you to play a game that you hate uh that's not well maybe it wasn't but i know people want me to you fuckers <laughs> but i don't i don't hate this one uh i'm gonna ramble about some more of this here in just a second but uh buddy seriously man thank you so much uh for doing this i, I appreciate it and i appreciate you thank you yeah, anytime take care adam Okay, so as I'm sure I explained during the infamous intro, 
uh, and everything. I did have a guest set up to do this episode. And guest, if you are listening to this, please understand I'm not throwing you under the bus or throwing shade at you or anything in any way. Uh, a little inside baseball for all of you here. Uh, my friends that come on this show kind of just do it because they, I don't know if they like me. But I assume they like doing the show. It's kind of a just hobby fun thing. And so I always tell them, if life gets in the way, if you're busy, take care of life. Take care of X, Y, and Z. This this show on your list of priorities should be double minus FQ. And uh, my friend got busy. And with it being Canadian Thanksgiving this past weekend, we had to get the episode banged out before I took a couple of days off to stuff my face full of dead bird or whatever it is, you know, all the stuff you eat on Thanksgiving. So I'm rolling solo this week. All right. Just for the record, uh, Captain N crushed it there in the intro. And then this was kind of a last minute thing with me going by myself. But I will say that's fine because if there's ever been a franchise that I could ramble about on my own without any help for a little bit of time, it's probably Mega Man. As you, whether you may know, or maybe you don't know if you're newer to the show, I am a bit of a Mega Man diehard, but, but with the caveat of I'm only really talking about the original Mega Man games. The original, now I guess, 11. The, the core Mega Man series. Those are my favorites. I love those games. I've played Mega Man X 1 through 3. I love 1. I really like 2. I could take or leave 3. You can find reviews of most of those in the archives. Uh, that is it for my Mega Man experience. So when I say I'm a Mega Man diehard, I mean just core Mega Man. I've never played like the ZX, Z, whatever the fuck they are games. I haven't played Mega Man Battle Network, although I really want to, and I will eventually. Uh, I've rented Fiddler on the Roof, and I will watch it, but I shout out to anyone who gets that reference. I really will play the Mega Man Battle Network games eventually, because I like tactical games, so they look interesting. The Legends, Mega Man Legends is fascinating, because I've known of it, for quite some time, I've seen like the the case art. I probably saw it at the video store stuff back in the day. I was never interested in Mega Man Legends. I uh, I'm an old man. Okay, I'm gonna be forty right away. I grew up on the 2D. I fought going into the 3D era, kicking and screaming. I didn't love Mega Man or pardon me, Mario 64 when I first played it. Ocarina of Tim burned my ass. Took me a while to get into 3D games on my PS1. Metal Gear Solid, fucking looking at you. So when I saw that they were doing Mega Man in this 3D, I was like, ah, you're not, I have enough 2D Mega Man. I don't need you to get cute and fuck with this. Everybody says how good these games are. And now that I finally played it myself, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of conflicted on Mega Man Legends. Listen, before we get into anything, let me just make sure I make this clear. I don't think it's bad. I'm not shitting on it. It's probably going to get... It's definitely going to get like an above 50% score. I, I don't hate this game by any stretch of the imagination. The, oh, the controls? That's a different story. And we'll get to those in a couple of minutes here. But I just like... I'm playing it. And I, and I, I basically binged the game in like three days, honestly. And... As I'm playing through it, I'm thinking, I'm like, what did you do to Mega Man? And at first, I was like, this isn't. So what the fuck is this? He's not, like, there's no Dr. Light, Dr. Wily. I know he, spoilers, I guess Dr. Wily makes an appearance because he sells boats. But there's no robot masters for me to go fight or anything. It's basically just a dungeon crawler RPG-ish kind of game, I guess. Like, you're basically just going around looking for supplies that you can turn into better weapons and you're... Um, farming for money or Zera or whatever the fuck it's called in this game, the diamonds that you can trade in for better equipment. And I found it odd. I, like they're all talking and the, I will say the voice acting wasn't terrible, but I, I, I was like, this is not the Mega Man that I grew up with 
by any stretch. And it, I'll be honest, the first hour or two that I played it, sure, the controls turned me off, but it wasn't just the controls. It was just the whole game. I just, I was like, this is, this is too, too cutesy to be my, my beloved Mega Man. This is like, like Mega Man 8 is my least favorite Mega Man game. And at first I was like, is that all they did? Did they just take Mega Man 8 with up, up, down, down and fucking turn it into a 3D game? If you've played Mega Man 8, you know, uh, but with worse controls, I was really unimpressed, but then all of a sudden it just started to click. And then before I knew it, I played, I played about five hours of this on Sunday, watching football, having never played it before. And I did die a few times, mostly on fight, uh, robot or, um, boss fights. My God, my God, I'll get into a couple of those that fucked me up, but I just, it's my, what a charming fucking game. It's not perfect. Uh, I will say it might now be at the top of my list of games that I want to see get a remaster. My God, just just give me dual analog controls and I'll be fine. Uh, maybe, you know, clean up the graphics and stuff if you want to, but I I was impressed. And by the time I was done, I was like, that was, you know, here's, this is the highest praise I can get it before I get into the, the nitty gritty of what I like and didn't like. I deem this game worthy of having the letter, the, the words Mega Man in the title. And that might sound stupid, but you don't, if you don't, if you haven't listened to my show for a while, you don't know just how highly regarded Mega Man is in my books. I love that little robot so much. And, uh, I was worried that this was going to be some stupid spinoff. It was going to fuck it all up, but this is fine. It's a fine game. I do. I like it better than the classic 2d Mega Man. I do not, but I don't hate it. I got it at some point. Now I am going to definitely get a chance to play Mega Man legends too. And I might try this, um, misadventures of Tron Bon at some point. Like I'm interested in this, in this universe now. And I'm, I think it's sad that we haven't seen this game re-released anywhere and we haven't seen it fucking, uh, remake remastered at least if not full blown remake and clean the controls up and everything. I would love to see what they could do with Mega Man now with the technology on like the PS5, the Series X eh, to a lesser extent, the Nintendo switch. What could you do with Mega Man in a 3d environment now? Uh, I personally would add robot masters and stuff back in just cause I love them. They're my favorite part of the game, but I digress anyway. Uh, so let's, let's, we'll get into the good and the bad here of this game. It's so much weirder when I'm rolling by myself. I do these for expansion pass all the time, but if you've never, if you're not a patriot, if you've never listened to one of my episodes on expansion pass, uh, I'm known to get a little bit scatterbrained while I'm doing these by myself and go all over the map. So get ready for me to be all over the map on this one. And, and unlike, unlike Mega Man in this, I don't have role to drive me around in a weird camper van. I'm going to have to find my way there myself. Uh, we need to start with these fucking controls. My God. And I'm going to get some shit off my chest here because my God, these might be the worst controls I have ever used in a video game of my life. And I don't want to hear that this is a product of the times. This is what games were like back in the 90s with the original PS1 before the dual analog and everything. All right. Like I said, I'm almost 40 years old. I was playing. I was... Hang on, I'm doing the math. I was 14 when this game came out, all right? I played games in this era. I, If you've never played it, uh, you move with, like, the, D, the the analogs don't work. 
I played it on my PS3. I bought it off the PSN. And uh, the analogs don't work. You move with up, down, left, and right on the D-pad. And then you turn the camera with L1 and R1. And I've played other games like that. You know, like Captain M we're talking about. I'm, like, I'm sure Resident Evil probably played that way. Or Silent Hill, I think, did. There's there's Metal Gear Solid. I, I And I don't remember uh, Medieval. I don't remember which of these games that was the controls or not. But the point is that I played games in that era. But I don't know if I ever played one that was so fast-paced and so reliant on your reflexes and moving around and dodging and homing in attacks and stuff like that like it is with Mega Man Legends and fuck me I never ever got used to them when I was just like when you're exploring the towns and stuff in the forests and you're not fighting anybody really wasn't a big deal when you're in the the I don't know what they're called. The undergrounds, I guess, the tunnels, whatever, when you're digging for treasure and you're going through the temples and the dungeons or whatever you want to call them. When you're only fighting one or two enemies at a time or they're in front of you in like a narrow hallway and there's not a lot of room for them to be coming at you from all sides and stuff, really didn't find it to be a problem. I do think the lock-on for the attacks worked sometimes, fucked you around in other times. I'll come back to that lock-on in a second. But when you were fighting either a boss or if you were fighting faster enemies that were in like a... Dude, those fucking green crab-looking things. I don't know what the fuck they are. That that crawl towards you. Like, they see you and then they, they just run at you as fast as they can. Oh, my God. If you're fighting anything like that, fuck me if you're fighting a boss that's shooting at you. And you're running around and trying to turn around and see it. Maybe some people got used to the controls. I can honestly say, in the about seven hours it took me to play through this game... I never did. I never got used to those fucking controls. The The final boss fight drove me insane, and I'll explain why in a minute. There's the one fight where you need to... Uh, you're fighting like... I don't know what they are. They're like three giant robot dogs, and all they really do is either run at you or stand back and spit fire at you. And, uh, and the dogs, that when they bark, they shoot bees at you, like those, but with fire. And then the very... Um, not the very first fight where you fight those three little Lego men guys in the ships, but when you first fight uh, Teasel and he's in like that giant tank and you need to take out his, um, like the, the, the tank wheels. I can't remember what those are called now. The, but you know, like the, the big threads that like turn in anyways, right? You like, you take out his wheels and then he moves slower and then you need to climb up on a, on a cliff and jump onto the top of his ship and you could shoot the door whenever it opens. Whenever I was fighting something like that, where there were shots coming at me from other sides and I needed to get the camera spinning around to see where they were and stuff, my God, I got fucked. I died so many times. I died so many times on that fight against the giant tank and that final boss fight. And it was that fucking camera. Because the problem is while you're running, like you can, we were talking about it when I was talking to Captain N, like you can semi kind of turn that camera when you're running but it doesn't turn very well and you're running one way holding the other way's shoulder button the l1 or r1 trying to get it to turn around to look back at the enemy that you're facing and by the time the camera gets back to face the the, the boss fight that you're fighting it's either shooting at you jumping or charging at you or moving away to where you need to spin the fucking camera again and it just i just thought it was the most horribly i don't know what the solution is 
All right, I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm. I'm putting my cards on the table. I hate the camera on Mario 64. I hate the camera on Ocarina of Tim. I hate the camera in most of these early 3D games because there really is no. Until they developed the dual analog and really got used to being able to turn the camera with your right stick while you move with the left stick, I've never really thought they handled well. But I don't know if I've ever been more frustrated by one as I was in this game. And the thing about it is, it's they 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 try to offset it by offering you a, a lock on, like an aimer. For your, for your weapon, like for your Mega Buster or your Buster or whatever the fuck they call it in this game. And I think it's R2 if I'm, I'm trying to pretend I'm holding the controller and like playing it here. And so if you push R2, then if there's an enemy in front of you, then the camera will like, you know, you'll lock on on that enemy and then you just hit shoot and you're shooting up or down or forward or left or right or whatever toward that enemy. But another issue I found was that if there were multiple enemies on the on the screen at once, the, the auto-aim was constantly swapping targets. Constantly. And it was so fucking infuriating when I'm fighting like four enemies that are all the same and they're all coming at me and it's I'm locked on to enemy A and so I'm like alright let's unload a fucking basket of these little yellow lemon pellet, pellet power pellet things into enemy A's ass and as I start shooting all of a sudden the camera's like hey don't forget enemy C over here that's not attacking you and I'm like yeah enemy C's great but I'd really like to just kill off enemy A first and the camera's like no we're gonna take you we're gonna lock you on enemy C and then before I've even launched a shot at enemy C here comes enemy B charging right at me so I hit the button again to try to lock back on enemy B cause he's coming right at me and then the game's like oh remember enemy A you were shooting at let's shoot at him again fuck and when you're fighting the bosses it gets even more infuriating sometimes it just that auto lock thing I understand that maybe that was their best. Listen, I promise for anyone that's like, I love Mega Man Legends and you're breaking my heart. We're going to get all the good in about, I don't know, whenever I'm done. But I, I got to get the bad out of the way first. And I don't give a shit how loyal you are to this game, how much you love this game. I, I, I don't believe you if you try to convince me the control scheme is good. I, you can convince me that you get used to it and you adjust. I'll hear you. But if you're going to be in like the control of this game are great. You are a liar. You are a, you're a liar, Earl. Shout out to when he gets that baseball reference. That's good shit. It fucking made me crazy. And I don't know what the better solution is, but the controls drove me up the goddamn wall and quite frankly probably cost this game like a like an A rating in my book. I don't know what score I'm going to give it yet. There's a lot of good and we're going to get to all that, but like we're scoring this on a, on a scale of 18 and I can't get up into that 16, 17 range with these fucking controls. I can't do it. I can't. Um, that early boss fight where you fight the, uh, Teasel and he's in that giant tank and you have to take out the, the threads, treads, treads. Is that the word I'm looking for? The tank treads? That sounds right. Like the rotating wheels. Basically you have to take those out uh, and then and then you have to climb up onto these cliffs and then let it come close to you, his tank, because there's, there's my voice crack, because it's moving slower. Let the tank come closer to you. And then you can jump onto a, a, like, a, uh, like a platform that's on the top of the tank. And then every time they open the door to go into the cockpit of the tank, you can shoot the door and that's how you heard it. All of that is fine. I can live with all of that. But the problem is that this fucking tank makes this giant green laser energy ball thing and you basically have two options when you're in this boss fight. You can either climb up the cliff to get to where you have to be to damage it by shooting this cockpit door, or you can be watching where it's shooting those fucking energy balls and dodging them. To try to do both at the same time, in my opinion, is borderline impossible. And I died on that fight so many fucking times. Oh, 
fuck me. So many fucking times. I can feel the rage bubbling up inside of me and I don't want to unleash Angry Adam on Mega Man, but fuck those controls. The only way I finally beat that fight was I basically just went back to the little forest, woods, whatever level that you go from the, the first, that main town uh, to where you fight the tank. I went back to the forest area and just fought tanks like that basic enemies over and over and over again and grinded to save up enough uh, currency, zero, whatever the fuck it's called, the those crystals, to go back and buy a bunch of new energy capsules for my health bar and to fill up my energy tank uh, to refill me. And I think I upgraded my armor too. And then I was okay. And maybe that's what the game wants you to do. Maybe that's the whole point. But I, I was just, I found that fight so goddamn infuriating because even with my upgraded equipment, I still struggled on that fight. And I'm telling you, it's not... I really genuinely don't think it's entirely because I was under-leveled or under-equipped or whatever. It's because those fucking controls, they just don't work. God damn it. Fuck. Ah. And then, like I said, the other time I really, really found the controls, because I will say I did, I did semi get used to them. And like, and when I was going through dungeons and stuff and I was just fighting one or two enemies at a time, I really did find it tolerable for the most point. The occasional time where the, the camera would fart me around a little bit, but by and large, I found it pretty doable, especially once you start picking up some extra weapons. You get the, the jump boots, so you have the big high jump to help you play defense and stuff. I did find it tolerable. The other fight that really gave me a headache was the final boss, uh, who I don't remember what it was. What it was. I gotta say, like I know some people praise the story of this game. I, I didn't think the story was really anything to write home about. I, I thought the, like... I thought the, the voice acting and stuff was, was charming, but it's not like the story was something where I was like, oh my God. Basically, there's uh, this group called the... So Mega Man... Okay, we'll get into the story in a minute. But the point is, because I want to get into the really bad first, which is these fucking controls, and then we'll get into everything else. The That final boss, which is the pink-haired, Sephiroth kind of looking Mega Man guy who's on the robot body, Mega Man um, deluxe or whatever the fuck. I can't zero. I don't remember what the final boss's name was. Uh, you have to fight it in two forms. And what I like about that fight is that every time it attacks, it says something. And so you know what attack is coming. And so, you know, um, repetition and practice, you get to know what, what attacks are coming. And then you should be able to dodge them and play defense and counterattack when there's times to counterattack and beat it. And I, I don't consider myself great at those types of fights, but I consider myself decent. Like, I can do it. But the problem, again, is that motherfucking camera and this goddamn fight in its first phase, this thing is just teleporting all over the goddamn place, so I'm constantly trying to turn the camera around just to find this stupid fucking thing, and then by the time I find it, it's attacking me so that I can't use the lock-on thing to shoot it because I'm too busy trying to dodge the fucking attack that it called out that it was doing while I was turning the camera around. And then in its second phase, it's on this giant robot body that throws asteroids at you and tries to run you over. And it was the same thing. The only time it was really hitting me was when it tried to fucking run me over because sometimes I couldn't get the camera turned around fast enough to see it. And thank fuck there was a save point right outside of that room where you fight that final boss. Because if I had to hike my way down through that stupid nine-story circular tunnel every god or temple thing, every time I hadn't wanted to go fight it again, I never would have finished the game. I would have looked up the ending and been like, fuck this, good enough. I'm out. Oh my god. I've been holding in that controls ranch for like a week. That felt fucking... I need a smoke. That felt good. These fucking controls, kids. Anyways. So that's my biggest gripe. I have a lot of positives too. That's my biggest gripe. A couple other minor things. Now we're working our way from like the totally negative to like the middle of the road to like the really good. Uh, I, I thought the story was okay. I thought like... So basically you control Mega Man... And, um, 
uh, the, his, uh, I don't think it's his sister, but you basically were raised by this like old man, uh, barrel. And then, oh, I think it's his granddaughter is role. And, uh, you're on this like flying ship and then the flying ship crashes on this Island and there's people that live on this Island, but then they're being attacked by pirates because there's like a whole bunch of, uh, energy on this on this island quantum refractors i think or whatever these crystals that are underground on this island in these temples and uh and the 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 island is getting attacked by these pirates the bonds and i will say not bond is like james bond but bond uh like uh bon bon like no d on the end um and the bonds are led by teasel who's this cool looking guy dressed all in green with like these funky glasses kind of gives me the um professor from back to the future vibes with like the crazy hair but i liked him he was kind of neat and then um i don't know if it's his daughter or his sister but tron bon who's this like female pirate who's like a member of the group as well and she seems to have like a crush on mega man i thought she was a great villain like i, I listen i'm not gonna bullshit you I was crushed when I found out Dr. Wily wasn't the enemy in this game. Mega Man. I wanted my Dr. Wily. But I was really impressed with the Bonds. I actually thought they were really entertaining. They were funny. They were comic relief. They gave me the same um, tingly feeling inside that Dr. Wily gives me. And I enjoyed fighting somebody new. I thought that was really cool. The comic relief of them following you around and always losing and then always getting mad. And then they have this like army of these little Lego robot guys, which I've seen on like art and stuff before, but never knew where they came from. They made me laugh. There was the three that would always pop up and talk and wanted like the highest voice and then the medium voice and then the lowest voice. But they all sounded kind of like this. And they made me chuckle. I actually found them all uh, quite entertaining. They they were all, they were, they were fine. They were not the worst. They were, I, I thought they were entertaining enough. So, uh, and then not only are they there, but there's these, these creatures called the, the reverb, uh, bots, which are just basically robots that are all over the Island that you're on and you have to fight some of them as well. And they keep popping up and attacking you. And, um, I, I I'll give, I'll give the enemies a passing grade. Not great. Not terrible. Again, my, my, my outside of the controls, the the thing that I, I really had a hard time wrapping my head around was that there were no robot masters. I really did. I knew nothing of this game going in. And I really genuinely thought at least like I didn't know if Wiley was going to be there. I thought this was like original Mega Man. I don't think it is. I couldn't find a definitive answer on this. But I don't think this is like the Mega Man from Mega Man 1 through uh, 11. I think this is like a whole different Mega Man altogether. I really thought that this was the original Mega Man. It was just like a new 3D game and Dr. Wily and Dr. Light would still be there. Dr. Wily be sending out a bunch of robot masters that you'd have to fight. And I, if, if, if we're putting the controls aside, if I'm just throwing out like artistic direction, creative criticisms that I have for this game, I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to fight any robot masters. I like that you still get your robot weapons, your additional weapons, but unlike in the other Mega Man games where you beat these robot masters, get their weapon, and they can go out and use their weapon on other robots, in this one, you kind of like find equipment laying around. It could be trash, it could be stuff in caves, it could be whatever, and then you bring it back to Roll, and then Roll can use it to make a new weapon for Mega Man. And, uh, like, and that works. It's just, like... It's not without its charm. It's just not quite the same. And like, and I will say I didn't unlock every weapon. I didn't find everything at all. I didn't realize just how much exploring and like 
semi-open world this game was until pretty late into the game. I didn't realize I could go digging through all the trash cans and find all this stuff that I could bring back to roll. I did go back near the end and find it, but I got a few weapons. Uh, but, like, so you get, like, mines you can throw down on the ground in front of you, which I hated because I kept running into them myself. You can get one that launches uh, grenades. You could get this one that shot homing missiles. You could get, like, a rapid-fire weapon. Uh, the other thing that I found odd and a little bit frustrating, but I guess I, underst I, I guess I understand it, is that you could only use one special weapon at a time. And if you wanted to switch, it wasn't like a traditional Mega Man where you paused it and brought up your menu to pick a different uh, special weapon. You had to go back to roll and ask her, like, hey, will you please uninstall the, the mine weapon and install the homing missile weapon? Uh, what I did think was cool is that while Mega Man didn't change colors, the weapon he had equipped on his arm looked totally different depending on which weapon you used. I liked that. And I did like that there was some variety to the weapons. Not just in what they did, like dropping a mine, shooting a grenade, firing a homing missile, but they all had different varieties and like, oh, I take this much energy, I do this much damage. Uh, and you can you could upgrade those different perks to power up the, the various weapons that you like to use in addition to your Mega Buster. I was a huge fan of the fact that you could power them up and they all handled differently and had different stats and stuff like that. Moderate fan of the idea that Roll had to change them out for you because, well, it made sense. I did think it'd be cool if, like, when I was stuck on the final boss forever, it would have been nice if I could pause the game and bring up a different weapon and equip that one instead. But I get that... It's not like Mega Man stealing these weapons from other robots like circuits. These are actual pieces that Roll is building and attaching to Mega Man's arm. Fair enough. I won't. I won't die on that hill. Um, it was yeah. It was. I just again. I just. I was really. I really missed my Robot Masters. I. I didn't think the. I gotta be honest. I don't think there's a good boss fight in this game. I think all the boss fights in this game suck. Like I. I. But that might be my Mega Man bias. I want to fight Robot Masters, and I'm not getting to fight any. So that turned me off a little bit. The lack of the main characters, I was just like, well, that's a little bit heartbreaking, but fair enough. I, I can adjust. Uh, oh, quickly, I want to say too, fuck that goddamned Tron Bond fight where you're on the, fl the fluffer or whatever the fuck your flying machine is. And first you have to fight the, the Bond's like giant ship. And then once you destroy that ship, then you need to fight Tron Bond in like a transformer. And I died there quite a few times too because there was just no way to fucking get the camera to focus on her. So she's flying over your head and blowing you up and, and you couldn't even upgrade your health in that one because it wasn't Mega Man's health that was killing me. It was the, the health of the fluffer, your ship, that she kept attacking and fuck, I hated that fight. Okay, listen, I've been going for 26 minutes straight by myself. I really need a drink of water and I, and I want to get into the positives because it's not just negatives. I have some positives that I want to focus on. So let me get a drink of water. I'm going to take a break. We'll see if a sponsor has anything to say. And then when we come back, I promise we're going to shift gears and get into stuff that I just straight up like instead of focusing on the negatives here. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. 
I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Remember the Game today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Remember the Game. Okay, if you thought that I was a little hard on your game, Mega Man Legends fans, for the first 25 minutes, I want to make sure I make this clear. Outside of the controls, there was nothing about this game that I thought just straight up sucked. There was just parts of it that I was like, ah, I'm just, I'm such a Mega Man traditionalist that it was weird. I, it was so weird, but that's where I want to kind of shift into the positives and just point out right off the top, it, it, I know one of the criticisms of the old school Mega Man games is that they were playing it too safe and they were always doing the same thing and it was just fight eight robot masters, get eight different weapons, go fight Wily, rinse and repeat. And while I have no problem with the formula because in my opinion, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I hear that criticism. And before I get into anything else, let me just say how much I respect and frankly somewhat admire how, how drastically they changed the formula with this game and it's not like listen when you went from 2d mario to 3d mario it was like it changed the game but it kind of it was like it's still a lot of the same enemies and it was just mario still looking the same and still peach and you're just collecting stars instead right i guess it's different but it's it's not you know like if the big difference was the 2d to 3d right uh sonic when you took sonic out of 2d and you put him into 3d i thought it was a little bit ambitious i thought sonic adventure was a very ambitious game you tried to tell a much deeper story you added the voice acting and stuff like that and that's kind of where i fall on this well i don't agree with all of the decisions they made i fucking hate there's no robot masters um i think it's awesome that like they went back to the drawing board like really the only connection this game has as a big fan of the original Mega Man series the only way this relates to the original Mega Man series in my opinion is the fact that the dude is named Mega Man and he's got a blue outfit on and he's got an arm that's a gun like it's really there's no Dr. Light there's no Dr. Wily you're telling this story about how Mega Man you're on this island where or this this world where like the world is mostly water and you're just going like around to islands as like a a digger I guess is what Mega Man is he just likes to like archaeologist that's the word he likes to just dig and look for treasure and stuff like that uh and then his fucking plane crashes on this island and then you find out there's these like robot pirates that are there and they're after this treasure and then there's these other robots that are there that are trying to protect this treasure and then you again twist I'm gonna ruin the ending here just quick heads up I'm only going to touch on it once. Then you find out that there's this robot underground who wants to kill all the humans on the island and you have to stop them because you're like a hero. And uh, I don't necessarily think it's, you know, it's maybe not what I would have done with this story in Mega Man, but tip of my backwards cap to Capcom for trying something entirely different. And what I really like about this, and I may be wrong, and if I am, you can send me messages and yell at me or whatever, that's fine. The Mega Man started with the original Mega Man games, and then we got Mega Man X, and then I think we got this, and this really opened the door for them to be like, we could offer 
it's almost like parallel universe Mega Mans. They're like, we can go to Battle Network where Mega Man's doing these like tactical things. There's the Mega Man RPG command mission or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, there's the ZX game. Like you, you can you can do all kinds of different things with this character, and you can just say they're different iterations of the same robot. And this is the first time I've really ventured out of that lane, and I didn't hate it. I'm excited to try more versions of Mega Man now. I want more versions of Mega Man. I'm shocked they're not supporting this more. I wish we were getting more Le Legends games. So uh, before I get into anything else, let me just say you literally changed practically everything about Mega Man here. And well, I should hate that because I love the original mega man i didn't hate it and that should be a big testament to what i thought of this game that it was nothing about what i expected about one of my favorite franchises of all time and i thought it was just fine uh the music because like i said this game is charming as shit like just the art style the well, i would say i think the graphics are surprisingly decent for a ps1 game everything looks like it's made out of blocks and bricks and shit like that but i thought it was really bright and really colorful i never really ran into issues where i couldn't tell what was an enemy what was it what could i jump on what can't i jump on uh there is the one single part where you're in like a dungeon and you need to blow up a, uh, the ceiling above you and you have to basically like go in get equipment leave go out see roll have her build you a power up to go back in and blow up the ceiling i did get stuck there where i had to look up what the fuck to do i could tell i had to do something with that ceiling but i couldn't figure out what that was minor uh but by and large i i never had trouble trying to figure out what i could interact with i had trouble interacting with it because of the controls but i loved how bright and colorful the game looked and i liked how it gave off this kind of like almost like a i don't want to say it's like a false sense of open world because it kind of is but like you've all played ps1 games right a whole bunch of you you know you're playing like final fantasy 7 and you go into an area and it seems like this big open expanse of an area but then it's like oh you really have to kind of stay on the rails or on the path you can't just go anywhere you want that's kind of what this was like when you leave that first town through the one door and you get into like the forest world where you have to go up and fight teasel I was like, oh my God, so can I go around and like explore this whole giant uh, forest and everything like that? That's crazy. And then it turned out like, no, you can't really explore the whole giant forest. Uh, you can only stay on the short grass. You can't, Mega Man's allergic. He can't walk into the tall grass. And I, but it gives you that feeling that you're exploring this big open world. And that's the type of shit that I want to see more of in Mega Man. I thought that was really, really cool. And I thought the graphics really played to it. Really, really colorful. Kind of cute. Almost had a Saturday morning cartoon. Which I was going to say it's like Mega Man in a Saturday morning cartoon. But there literally was a Mega Man Saturday morning cartoon. But it was, it was, I liked the way it looked. I, I thought the music was really charming. I guess this is one other minor criticism I have. I thought the music was really charming and it played to the game and it fit the tone. But like, I think I mentioned this to Captain N. I don't think they recorded more than 10 seconds. You've already heard it. You've heard some music on this episode. I think they only got us to record about 10 seconds of a clip per song. And then they just put it on loop over and over again. And it did get to the point where at times I was kind of turning the volume down and listening to my phone like a YouTube video or something because the fucking music just loops and loops and loops. Fuck, fuck, fuck me. But when it's, when it's new to you, it's great. And some of the music's really, really good. Like some of the music fit this game so well. Some of it's kind of intense. Some of it's like all happy-go-lucky. It's just... I wish that they had made them like 45 second uh, samples instead of nine second over and over again samples. Minor thing though, minor thing. Uh, like I said, I like the characters enough. I think Mega Man, I actually, let me say, let's get into the voice acting quickly. Now, 
somebody messaged me and warned me one of the voice actors in this game and I damn if I can't remember who um has a pretty bad uh criminal record now or pretty bad they they fucked up pretty badly they're apparently a pretty shitty person and I'm not even going to attempt to get into the details cuz I can't remember who him it was or what exactly they did. I just remember someone being like, Hey, just beware. This person's a piece of shit. So I'll just go out and say as a whole, I actually thought the voice acting in this game across the board was very well done. I expected it to suck. Most let's, let's be honest. Most PS one voice acting is pretty shitty and I'm all for it. Resident evil is some of my favorite voice acting of all time. And it's cheesy as fuck. I like that cheesy, hacky voice acting, but that wasn't the case in this one. Mega man and roller. Great. Barrel was well done. Teasel was really good. Tron bond was spectacular. Uh, even like the, the police chief guy, the chief Wigan, whatever the fuck his name is that shows up. Like it sounded stupid and over the top and hacky, but it worked. That final boss's voice worked. There was one particular thing I noticed that I really liked when Mega Man was underground in the dungeons, temples, whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, he was communicating with Roll up on the surface and you could hear her like through her, your headset, like talking to you while you're going through. And there's, there was one, I can't remember which dungeon it was, but there was one particular dungeon where Mega Man found some stuff and he was trying to read off what it said on the control panel to Roll up above ground. And every time he got to like a big word, he kind of like sounded it out and like stumbled through it. And I, first of all, I can relate to that because anyone that listens to the show regularly knows if a word's got more than two syllables, two syllables, I have a hard time saying it case in point. Um, but also it just added to the charm and it was like, this is a young guy and he's, you know, he's in over his head. He's more of the action guy than he is like the, the bookworm that's rolls fucking job. And I really, and I don't know if that was like intentional because they told the voice actor to do it that way. Or if the voice actor just was reading the script and didn't know what the word was, they heard it and they were like, actually, that sounds really good. Let's leave it in there like that. But I loved that. I thought the way Teasel went over the top when he was getting mad worked. I liked the way um, Tronbon like got all excited when she was, or not excited, but like, you know, she was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. She's like, I hate you and I want revenge, but also you better not get hurt. And then the way they saved Mega Man at the end, I thought was really cool. I really just... I'll sit here and say it. That might be the best voice acting I've heard on the PS1. I know that, you know, well, I know some people are going to say Metal Gear Solid and yeah, fair enough. Metal Gear Solid is probably better, but the voice acting in this game was surprisingly adequate. I, I thought it was really good. I liked it better than the music, which again would have been fine if it was just a little bit longer instead of nine seconds. Um, oh, I will say I don't care for the monkey. Uh, stupid monkey. No, I, well, we have a community member, stupid monkey. You're fine. But the, the stupid monkey in this game, uh, fuck. I can't data data. Was that its name? Data? I can't remember. It's, I think it was data, but anyway, the monkey never said anything. It always just fucking danced and it's stupid little dance got under my skin really quickly, but that was who you'd go to when you needed, uh, to save, to refill your health and to ask, where should I go next? Like, what should I do? And, uh, and I, I did like that the monkey popped up fairly regularly. Keep in mind, it was a PS1 game, so it's not like you could save any time you wanted. And there were a couple instances where I would go down into like a dungeon and I'd be uh, scouring, looking for... There's a, a lot of the dungeons are basically go find three keys or whatever and take them to like the refractor and then get out. But I was fine with that. I thought it was good. I liked exploring the dungeons because sometimes you'd find extra equipment that you could take up to roll and get her to turn it into new gear for you and stuff. But those dungeons were pretty long sometimes and you could get going pretty deep. And if you fucked up and forgot to get your energy canister refilled before you went in or you used it early, uh, I did die a couple of times in those fucking dungeons. 
and then uh, I'd have to start the whole thing over. And I'm not going to dunk the game for that at all. That's just a PS1 before checkpoints every eight seconds. It's so weird to go back to retro games where you don't just have a checkpoint every eight seconds when you're used to them in games today. That's a bit of a mind fuck. But that monkey showed up pretty much wherever he had to. I do wish maybe I could have gotten a hold of him once or twice in a dungeon or maybe let me buy an item that I could call back to him and save while I'm in a dungeon or something, but that was minor. Uh, on the sense of, or on the note of buying stuff, I love that system in this game. You collect the money and then early in the game you save the owner of this junk shop and then he's like, hey, my store's open now. Come by and shop anytime you want. And you could go in there and you could buy upgrades for most of your weapons that you could attach, like your, your Mega Buster and stuff to power it up. Uh, you could upgrade the size of your health meter. You could... Uh, up, upgrade the size of your energy can energy canister, which is like your E-Tank that you only have one of in this game that you could defuse, use to fill up your health. You could buy other items like you could uh, temporarily be invincible. You could uh, fix your shield. You could buy better armor, that kind of stuff. I, I thought it was uh, good without being too complicated. I thought it was just nice and simple. And I, I, I enjoyed the upgrade system in this game. I thought it was just enough RPG for me. In my Mega Man, I thought that was really good. Also, I found the shield system weird, but cool once I figured it out. So, I'm sure most of you listening have played some form of Mega Man, and you always have your health bar on the left side of the screen. In this game, you have your health bar there as well, but your health bar is in this canister. And as long as the canister is sealed shut, when you get hit, your health bar doesn't decrease. The the, the canister absorbs it. it. That's your shield. It just opens up sometimes when you take damage. And then if you can buy yourself a little bit of time, eventually it'll seal itself shut again. And then again, when you're taking damage, as long as it's sealed shut, you're not losing health. You're just your, your shield is absorbing it and it's opening up. Uh, but after a while, your shield takes too much damage and it won't stay uh, it'll stay open and then you either need to get out of there and go back and see like the, the monkey to, re to to fix your shield or buy a shield regenerator to bring down into the dungeons with you. And I just thought the instructions did a bad job of explaining it and it took me quite a while to figure out how it worked. Maybe I'm just an idiot. It took me quite a while to figure out how that shield system worked. But once I, I, I wrapped my head around it, I was a big fan. I, I thought that was really, really well done. And I, I want to see that in more Mega Man games. This temporary shield. Uh, that keeps you safe. I, th I thought that was a cool thing. So fan of that. Um, I, I think I already touched on the story. I had it here in my notes, but I just want to say that like, I didn't think the, the story was anything to write home about, but I did appreciate that they tried to tell one and it kept the game going from point A to point B. Uh, I like they gave you this kind of false sense of exploration. There was some exploration. You could go into the city and go from door to door. Oh fuck. And when you're running around in that city, what the fuck is with the cop cars that can run you over? Like the first time I got into the main city and I was like going to town hall to protect it or whatever city hall, uh, a police car drove by and just ran me the fuck over. And I bounced up in the air and landed on the hood and basically got like dragged away on this cop car. And I was sitting there and I was like, what in the fuck is this? What kind of Mega Man game is this? But it, it actually, it felt like Mega Man in a real world. It was, I, I found it very enjoyable. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed playing this game. Quite a bit. Even with the goddamn controls and the repetitive music. It just... It was so much fun to see this character that I have played so many games on and spent so much time with doing something completely, completely different. Um, I, I mean, maybe this is kind of a stupid example, but like... I, I'm not saying this game is as good as Mario RPG, but I almost felt the same way playing this as I did the first time I played Mario RPG, where I was like, here's this character I'm so familiar with doing something in an entirely different way. 
and uh, and I'm here for it. I thought it was I thought it was really neat. I think it's got some replay value to it for sure, not just because you could adjust the difficulty, but you could. Uh, I did not find every weapon. So I'm sure I could go back and play it again and find more of the weapons that I missed the first time through. You could try doing different loadouts with the power-ups and the money you spend upgrading different weapons and stuff like that. I, I think there's some replay here. If I'd owned this as a kid, I probably would have played it over and over again. Or I would have rage quit on the controls. But I think I would have played it over and over again. Uh, just to look around and try to find all the uh, all the different weapons and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I like, man, I'll tell you, I, I, I never know how these solo podcasts are going to go, but I'm at like 45 minutes and I have not stopped talking. I, I liked your game for all of you that are like, I hope he likes it. Uh, your controls can die in the eighth depth of hell. I hate them more than I hate just about anything on this planet. But I think it's a testament to how good I thought the rest of the game was that despite the fact that I couldn't get the fucking game to play the way I wanted it to half the time, fucking final boss. Uh, I still marathoned it in three days, thoroughly enjoyed it, wrapped it up pretty happy, and uh, I'm jonesing to play Mega Man Legends 2 now. I'm going to have to see if it's on the PS3, and if it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm not going to look it up while I'm on the show. I got to see if Mega Man Legends 3 is available on the PS3, and I might try checking out that adventure, Misadventures of Tron Bond, if they're on the PS3. And don't bother messaging me, because every time I bring something like that up, I get people being like, it is still, just so you know. I'll have looked it up by the time this episode goes live. Because if it's on there, I'm probably just going to download them right now. So I have them on my PS3 to get around to playing it. And I, from what I've been told, um, Mega Man Legends 2 leaves it on like a on a cliffhanger and then we never got the third one, which is bullshit. But I'm still excited to give Mega Man Legends 2 a chance now. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this series. I'm more excited to play these other Mega Man spinoffs now. And just, God, I love Mega Man. We should just... I should just dedicate the next two months of this show to playing through and reviewing every Mega Man. I know some of you don't want me to do that, but I'm a, I love that little blue bastard. So, oh yeah. And quickly, uh, cause I almost forgot to mention it. Shout out to Dr. Wiley for selling, uh, boats. I just thought that was really cool that Wiley did show up, but he just owns like a boat problem and yeah, or a boat problem. I just read the word problem on my computer. That he owns like a, well, it is a problem because his boat doesn't start. So I guess he does have a boat problem. But he just owns a boat shop and it looked just like Wiley. I, I spent the rest of the game expecting Dr. Light to show up owning like some other kind of store and he never did, which I was a little bit disappointed by, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, good game. Good game. Fucked up controls, repetitive music, but fun game. Uh, we are scoring this out of 18. As we mentioned when I was talking to Captain N, out of the number of times I think I died on that final boss, I, I just... I cannot bring myself to give it a 16 or 17 with those fucking controls. I can't do it. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go for 14, 14 out of 18, which is like what? 7.5. That'd be a 7.5 out of 10, 75%. I think that's a reasonable score. I think it's a very ambitious game. Very creative. I respect what they did, but those controls, I just, I can't get past them. If, if I'll tell you right now, if the controls played better, I'd probably, in that, I'd probably be up in around that 16, 16 and a half grade. But it's losing points because fuck me. Ah, oh, God damn it, those controls. Oh, fuck. Ah, I would have rather used mouse and keyboard. 
That should tell, and I hate mouse and keyboard. That should tell you how much the controls drove me crazy. But other than that, I thought it was a really fun game. So Captain N, thank you for for sponsoring the episode and uh, convincing me to finally give this a shot. And uh, shout out to all of you that have been praising Mega Man Legends with love for so long, trying to get me to play it. Now I get why. And I liked it. And I promise you at some point, you're going to get an episode about Mega Man Legends 2. I don't know when. It'll probably be a while from now, but someday. All right? I'm going to uh, go back out and let the music play, and then we'll do the outro, and then uh, that'll be the end of the episode. And that is going to do it for this week's episode. Captain, thank you so much for the old sponsorship there and uh, for finally making me play Mega Man Legends uh, because I don't know if I would have. Otherwise, truth be told, I don't know if I would have touched it. Uh, 3D Mega Man, I don't know. Uh, it turned out to be better than I thought. So, Captain, thank you. And all of you listening, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I know there's like 4 billion retro gaming podcasts out there today and that anybody takes a chance on this one means the world to me. So, I appreciate it. If you, uh, you like this, leave us a good review. Would you? I don't know what they accomplished, but I'm going to ask every week because the good shows do it, and I want to be one of them. And if you want more of these, patreon.com slash remember the game. Subscriptions start at $3 a month. There are hundreds of ad-free podcasts waiting for you over there, plus tons of other perks, and you get new shows every week. We do four additional shows a week. That's at $5 a month. But you can get two extra shows a week for just $3 a month, which is like 75 cents a week. It's crazy. Uh, keeps the bills on around here. It's good stuff. Patreon.com slash remember the game. I'm also on Twitch whenever I have time. I haven't been on there much lately. Try to get on there a couple times this week. Twitch.tv slash remember the game. Do not forget, Friday, November 3rd is Saturday, November 4th. I will be streaming 24 hours to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton with Extra Life. More details will be coming up on that in the next... Uh, I'll have them all ready for next week. I'll be... Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at member the game, not remember at member the game. You'll see all the details there. I'll post about it. Blah 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 blah. Uh, what else do I got to plug? Twitch. Uh, I have a Patreon. I have a PO box. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. If you want to just send me a postcard or a letter, let me know where you're listening. I'll write back. We'll be friends. And uh, I think that's enough. I don't think I have anything else to plug. I'm going to thank some patrons, and then I'm going to get out of here. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you are a patron, we'll be back tomorrow with Expansion Pass 182, where we'll talk about the side characters that deserve their own games. Game Patch will go live on Friday. We'll talk about all the biggest news in gaming. And we'll be back next week with a whole other slab of podcasts, including Remember the Game 269. Nice. Which will hopefully be about devil may cry we'll see over the next seven days go and uh, my starfield review will go live next thursday for all our patrons all right thank you some patrons and leaving thank you for listening i'll talk to you on the next one cheers so long goodbye Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game and I'm contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So in reverse alphabetical order based on your email addresses, a huge thank you to Mad Zeus, Zach Shepard, Guy Who Does Things, Zane Donovan, Tunable Power, Joe Buck, Mizuru, Kia Pup, Darth Skywalter, Earl, Buy Me Bone Storm, or Go to Hell, Wolfgang, Darren, Works For Me, Rush's Dog Walker, John Woodruff, Ryan Whitcomb, Lord Longrod, Von Hugendon the Second, Wolf Magic 21, Tyler Bauer, Because 19, Hired Goons, Who, Quiet Place Queen, Fuzzy 99, Beers of War, Tom Houlihan, Doogie, Timothy Sabrinsky, Theodore, Thomas Smith, Glue Scappin, Mike Maloney, That One Kid, Josh, Scary Terry, Frosty Feet, 492, Thomas Childs, Ted Explosion, Kawa Bu- Kawa my bunga. I get it. 
Atria Wormwood, Squints, C-Spin, Sour Goatface, Solomon Soto, AJ Mukherjee, Jimothy, Shoeboxers, DBXJ, Timmy the Exuberant, Turtle, Steve Dalk, Scott Brooks, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Flinny123, Storm Beagle, Sam Carpenter, Mercury869, Sabin, Squeak Nuts, Madame Nudish Nud Nudsitch. Madame Nudsitch. I think I said that right. Why the surgeon who's not a surgeon? Row knife goes in guts come out. Slick Rick, Brian Richmond, Titan 420, Nick Amos, Big Daddy Randall, S. Randy Barrett, Sean Ramos, Alex Ramos, Lotus, Philip, Ryan Perry, Frosty Bear, Wilco, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Elephant Cabs, B Money, Musty Beetle, Nicola, Nick Creature, Cam Nelly 23, Brian Neese, Nathan Trombley, Nayef E, Esteban Navarro, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Morgan, Zonko 504, Bulma Simp, Mellow Yellow 8787, Beef Dingleberry, Just Car Pranks, Uncanny, Alex McIntyre, Angry Ticks, Leroy Westrich, Clockwork Orange, These Nuts, Lord State Puffed, Mark Sneed, I'm My Foot, Gabe, Aaron Lawson, Kayach, Postman, Ryan Kinchin, Marcus Mendoza, Kevin Monroe, The Keegs, Alexander Camp, Sleeper Hit, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Justin Blair, No One Cares, Stud Still Smash, Jeff Bergeron, Jordan, Chugger 22, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Johnny from Virginia, Laces Out Dan, Johnny Zubu 81, Beaver Boy, John M. Watkins, Jake Callahan, the Big Deal, Nothing Can Possibly Go Wrong, Jake Carter, Can't Destroy Her, Dawn of the Adult Children Podcast, Max Lagroom, Sharonic, It's That Nerd, James, Radioactive Man, James Juan Francesco, Isaias, Philip Ramsey, Phil Lencher, Liquor Like Luigi, Holmes, Faded Sufferance, Diablo, Spartan, Lucas Valadez, Jameer Williams, Maverick Marty, G9PSX, Graham Kennedy. I'm taking a drink of water in the middle of the shoutouts. I don't even care. VOS Rager, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Fraser Burns, Big the Cat, Raging Irish, E Man, Trucker, Eric James, Balsack, Teabagger, Eric Hopewell, Forsaken Hero, Franklin Badge, Dr. Nightmare 23, Joe the Sandman, Them Boys on the Roof, Chevy, Chevy Boy 9211, David Schroeder, Doug Dorn, Carbon Fiber Zombie, The Supreme Chosarizo, Decoy Man, Digital Dave, Dakota Guy, Oh My God, It Froze, Dave McGee, Chris Williams, Daniel, Fallen Snow Kiku, Cesar, Robier, Juris Dr. Mario, Neil Cooper, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Cody Richardson, Scissor Fist, James Clark, Drugs of Ben, okay, Adam Blanks, Evil Twin, Christopher Britt, Christian Gabriel, Makeshift Mellow Magic Money, Triple, Chris Hill, Chris Fleury, Lever Trahey, Adam Blanks, Stills Reviewed Mario Galaxy, Cody Thompson, Hitchy Poo, Burt Macklin, Bula, Roger, Roger, St Roger Staubach's Pool Cleaner, Elijah Burns, High Plains, Drifter, General Fury, Matt Babineau, Bobby Litton, Blobby Rogers, Ian, Nerdy Hybrid, I'm struggling now. Captain N, Biddy, Dan of DNA Gaming, Dan Fuselman, Hagel Waffle, It's OG, Brandon DeZeba, Zamatos, It's the Bigfoot, Benjamin Atkins, Bearded Bastard, Andrew Wright, Dave Thompson, Andy, Andy Hudson, Andre Adam Blank, Loves Mario is Missing, Itchy Nutsaru, Alex R, A Town, West Jenna, Dude Named Adam, Adam Martinet, Just a Fish and AB Killing. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you later. Cheers. Goodbye.